Mikey and his magic middies. Will they get you over the line this season? Will Jake have Tedesco this week? Maxie, the consistent keeper. Ryan Hadley, Australia's next test fast bowler. Timmy, the 2020 Supercoach champion. And Savs, the Newcastle. I mean, Tommy Turbo Tragic. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. Here we go, here we go. You're now listening to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Savage, the coach of the Savage Turbos. We are mere three days away from the beloved TLT that we absolutely die for every year. And I'm joined here by a very star-studded panel. I'm here joined by Jake, the coach of Kiss My Behinds. How are you, Jake? How are you feeling? Good, mate. Yeah, only a couple of days away. Uh, it was, a, it was a bit crappy not having any league this week. Uh, we had a couple of trials week before, but yeah, I'm pumped for TLT and the season ahead kicks off uh, Thursday. It's honestly, it's crazy how the last few weekends we've been blessed with footy and I, I always say to everyone, trials don't look t- too far into them uh, and I don't, I try not to watch them, but I miss it the weekend. I don't have it. So the, I, I got, I watched any footy I had the opportunity to watch on the weekend. So... Lovely, and we are joined by, you know, we re- really scraping the barrel for for guests lately. So, well, this guy he didn't rank too well last year. What would you rank last year? Uh, we're joined by the 2022 champion Matt Wright. How are you, Matt? Matt White. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go, mate. You got it there eventually. Yeah, Nat. Top top one percent. I think it had a one in front of it. Um, it was a good year. We'll see how this one goes. Eh? How are you feeling? Good, mate. Good. Time's going crazy slowly. I, yeah. Um, yeah, Tuesday can't come quick enough. But, yeah, I, I feel like once we get into it, once once Tuesday 401 strikes, the 27 weeks will fly by, mate. This year compared to, to the last few years for yourself, did, did you only start uh, Supercoach maybe last year or the year before? Yeah, so this probably hurts people that have been playing Supercoach a long time. But last year was only my second year. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely approaching it differently in my third year than I have the previous two. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd made a single team by this time last year, waited till TLT come around. And I think I've now owned everybody who's going to put a pair of boots on in any round of the NRL this year. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, uh, you've had two different pre-seasons. Obviously, you haven't seen this one out this year but do you think the preparation is going to help you or do you think it could be a burden because I feel like Timmy the year he won it he did exactly the same as you last year it was kind of last minute um, and he went into the year fresh fresh minded fresh ideas how how do you think the two different approaches have worked yeah look I I was chatting with Timmy on the weekend actually and he has he's gone back to his winning ways he hasn't made a team yet um so it'd be interesting to see how that goes for him. But to be honest, I, I don't have the highest of hopes for the year. I, I think it's been enjoyable to get stuck into Supercoach early. Um, well, I, I think the preparation will be better than no preparation. But, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a one beside us again. But who knows? Who knows? There's always hope there, though. You met Timmy last week. You met Wilfred last week. How, how was that experience? You guys went out to a Dolphins event? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I, um, I think... Wayne was pretty close to giving me a spot on the training <laughs> trial there. They were looking pretty poor, but, um, you yeah, know, it was a good week, good day, mate. It, it rained the, 
that weather put a damper on us and uh, got to meet Corey Parker. That was pretty cool. Although I know Wilf was probably a little more excited to meet Corey because I actually wasn't playing super coach when Corey was a big deal. So I, I didn't have that sort of fanboy attitude that Wilf had to him. But yeah, he was good. How was your um? How was the interaction with the Dolphins players? Was uh, Timmy told me he, I got a little word from Timmy that Milford was looking a bit down. Can you confirm? Yeah, him and Cody were watching an uh, uh, NBA game, I'm pretty sure, sitting in the garden there, and, and Milf didn't seem like the happiest bloke in town. Um, <laughs> Jermaine Asako come flying past on a scooter, and he seems like a fun-loving dude. But, yeah, Milf, <laughs> Milf didn't. He seemed like the uh, he might have just trained in reserves with Katoa trained at 5'8". I think that's, that's the real deal. Interesting. I guess we'll chat about that shortly, but, Jake... The off-season's been long. I haven't seen you in a few weeks. We haven't seen Mike in a long time. Forever. Forever. Uh, Timmy, he'll be in and out through the season, um, so we're excited to see him come back. But, Jake, how's your team looking, and how has it changed since we've last spoken? Well, I can't remember the last one. It might have been after maybe the first trial round, which we didn't really get much of a, a gauge on because there was a lot of Reggie's players playing. But I guess it changed a little bit we, um, in the second trials. You said off, off, off the cuff that um, you know you don't like to look too much into it, but it kind of gets a, a gauge on who the coaches sort of favouring, um, maybe in their shape, the way they're playing. And a couple of players that, I guess, firmed um, how like much I want to start them. Adam Dewey. Um, he was one, and and Cam Murray. Yeah, there's, there's the camp I won. Giving me a bit of but, but Cam Murray, um, he I know it was the Dragons, but the fact that he was just doing what he did, you know, in previous seasons and looked even better doing it, um, he firmed the spot for me. So th- those were the main takeaways. I think um, the fact that we might get a couple more more cheapies, Warwick from um, the Melbourne Storm. Yep. Uh, I guess any cheaper we can get is going to be a goldmine, especially in the centre wings. I know front rowers, you're kind of not as good because they're a very, very slow burn and they might not even make much cash at all, but definitely in the centre wing. Speaking of cheapies, uh, the day after the day after trials, uh, Taylor May was confirmed for an ACL injury. And the day, oh, that week, Taruva had been given his beloved dual centre wing at 275000 Matt, is Taruva straight into your side? Uh, he will be. I, I'm hoping the whispers that McLean gets the spot mm-hmm. are, are, are true because there, there goes 75k that I can put somewhere. But um, if Taruva's got that wing spot, I, I think it's, it's too hard to pass up that 275k plan for the Panthers. Do you reckon there's a chance that Crichton goes to the wing and Taruva plays centre? Or is that a bit bit of a stretch? Yeah, I think that might be a stretch. I, I see Crichton come out the other day saying it wasn't about money, it wasn't about position. He didn't really want to leave Panda. So I don't think there'll be any hard feelings there. And I think he's a lot better placed in the centres. So yeah. he, he did win him a grand final, I guess. I actually think he's very good on the wing. That That's why I suggested it. He played wing for that grand final against the Rabbitohs. That's where he made the intercept. Uh, I think he's a lot more involved in the game on the wing with uh, the yardage carries and things like that. But, um, yeah, I think regardless, Taruva, if he gets that spot, he's going to be in a lot of sides. But uh, I guess what we want to talk about straight off the bat, Josh Schuster news has come through. The Josh Schuster will miss round one. 
What are we doing with him, Jake? Um, there are a lot of ways to kind of tackle it, but I want to hear your opinion on how to go about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have him at second row, and I guess if you have him at second row, you can probably stash him there. If you've you know always locked him in to, to potentially be at sec, uh, 5'8", I think that's where you're going to have to do something different, either flip him up and bring in a different 5'8". Um, but I'm, I'm probably not going to start with him. I think if there's a cheapie around that sort of 200k to 300k price that I want to maybe get a look at, um, I'd, I'd much rather stay with him. Josh Schuster's is not going to get a price rise to around five, so we can potentially get a price rise out of someone in you know two price rises, and then one of your your players you can also you know they're not going so well, you can punt them for Josh Schuster um, for that round five because I mean a lot of Teams, I don't think, were maybe starting with Schuster. He's going to be a bench player anyway, so I don't think it's going to be that big a loss, I guess, bringing in a different player that you're not going to play that hopefully makes money. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Josh Schuster, uh, not named to play round one potentially. There's no guarantee he comes back in round three, uh, and with that meaning he will get his first price rise in round five, six I think there's so many cheapies, so many move ranges you can go that you can pass him and then whatever one fails or, you know, scores a try the first week and his his rolling average just jumps out very quickly, That that's a potential 100K you can bank very early. Yeah, I don't think you can start with, with Schuster. Um, I'm worried that if you guys do happen to get me back on sort of around round five, I'll be three boosts down and, and <laughs> ten trades by the, way, by the way my team's looking. But... Um, Definitely not starting with Schuster, and I, I like the call. Like, we're, we're probably going to start with three, four mid ranges in the second row there. Um, so it's a, it's a perfect downgrade because you're not going to hit all four of them. Um, so even if you've got to go early on, on Schuster, if he comes back round three, four, looking okay, and you've got a midi who's going to drop in in price, I think it's the perfect downgrade there. Um, but I'll definitely be when he does come in, I think he'll definitely be in the second row. He just offers a lot more value there because you're right, you probably don't want to play him and you can stash him there at, at second row five or, or even six. Um, there's too many high upside guys in the 5'8". I don't want Schuster there. No. He didn't look that good in the trials. Like, oh, well, super, He didn't score that well. Super coach wise, yes, but uh, maybe he's just taking on a different role. I th- actually, actually, this I've gotten this from the podcast I listened to you today with the champions. Uh, plays more of a uh, like not a link man, but that traditional five eight role where he's creating space for his outside players rather than getting the base stats as a second roller. Yeah, yeah, and there'd I, be nowhere near as many runs, and there goes all the tackle busts. I think, um, and unfortunately, a, a flick pass, our sack Lomax, you don't get extra points. Yeah. So. That's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, is there a world you see where somebody holding him is viable? Like, saving the trade is always, uh, like, a priority at the end of the year, but at the same time, is it worth saving the trades if you haven't got the money to use it? He, he hasn't historically been the world's greatest rehabber either. Mm-hmm. So I think holding him, who knows when he does come back well. Um Maybe they do, like Cooper Johns has looked great and, and even KO Weeks. So maybe they there is a world where they might bring him back off the bench for 20 minutes here and there. But, yeah, I don't think he's a viable position to hold with all the buys. You've got to make money somewhere and, and downgrade to him, I think. Jake, Nico Hines, 
there's been massive chat and it's been confirmed that his calf injury has hit Nico Hines. He's the world's fittest bloke and he's come down with an injury. What, what, what were your first thoughts? And uh, upon reflection now, um, what are you doing with him? So it looks like he's going to be out one to three weeks. He could be named on Tuesday. Yeah, well, when it first came out, it was going to be two months. And as a Sharks fan, I was in panic mode. I was like, <laughs> There's a good chance we're going to win any games for the first two months. But, yeah, it was only, I guess, a minor calf injury. The thing with calf injuries, they're you know, very susceptible to re-injury. So depends how fit he want, wants to go with them. Um, do you, you know, rest him for round one and then bring him back round two? And I guess in terms of Supercoach, it's going to be big implications. Just say he is named round one. Um, I, th- I think... A lot of people may be put off by the injury. So they, you know, I know his ownership's what, 20, 25%. That may come down a bit because people will be, ah, I'd rather, you know, not risk it on a player that's carrying a potential injury. I'll go with someone else. But it's Nico Hines. If if you go down that road, like, I probably am not going to start with him. Um, and that could absolutely burn me in the ass because uh, we saw what he did last year with the top scoring player. What are your thoughts on it, Matt? Uh, were you even starting with Nico Hines? Yeah, that's it. Even before the injury, I, I didn't didn't have him. Um, so it's probably not the end of the world for me. The plan always was, again, here's another planned trade. But um, I think their first three rounds are really tough. So I was hoping for sort of one big price drop, get him for two easy games, round four and five, and, and then hold. Did, did either of you guys have him in your team before the injury? I, I, I did, yeah. I did. And I was, I think just... Nobody else really appealed to me in that halfback area, and um, I antipotted Brandon Smith. So that was that was uh, one that was playing on my mind for a long time. So if he's out round one, it makes the decision a little easier. But at the same time, he he could potentially be a pod uh, early on, which is a bit scary as well. So. Um, I don't know which way I'm going to go with it, but um, I guess we'll wait and see if he is named. If he's named, I'll probably start with him, but if he's not, um, it'll make things easier and free up cash elsewhere. Yeah. Well, it's the two best halfbacks in the game have got calf injuries, eh? Brooksy and um, <laughs> Nico Hines. I, yeah. I actually think Luke Brooks might be a decent option. If there wasn't like the Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary this year, He's not a bad shout. He's got a good draw to start off and a nice pack to run off. No. I like that. I got him like pick 170 in one of my drafts. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully he's good. Sorry, Jake, I cut you off there. No, I, I think he's in for a, a good year. The way the Tigers are set up, I think they're trying to go, going to outscore teams. That's how they're going to play. So I think they're going to throw the ball, attack, 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 which for halves I think that spells points. Um, and I guess there's a few whispers that, you know, we're going to let Brooksy run the ball, which sort of his main and best access asset. So I think uh, in terms of supercoach, I wouldn't be starting with him, but um, I think he's in for a decent year. Uh, he does cop a lot of uh, a crap, especially from Tiger supporters, but I think he's in uh, for a pretty good year, Brooksy. And he's actually um, – I actually started with him two seasons ago, if you remember, Jake, and mm. – um, he, he did well for me. So I started the well. year and I peaked at, I think, 150th or something with him in my side. So, it, you know, it can, it can be done with Luke Brooks. Guys, we're going to talk about fullbacks today. Um, I feel like we've talked about so much in this preseason and everybody else has talked about so much that 
everybody's chosen their fullbacks, let's be honest, and nothing we say today is going to change anyone's opinion. But we've got to do it. We've got to get through it. Um, we've got to take the, the tough carry. But first, uh, we have a new sponsor on board, Pickle Bet. Um, as you see in that top right-hand corner, they are Australia's up-and-coming bookie, and I love what they're doing over there. I had a meeting with them on Friday, and I just love their vision. They're, they're all about content. They're not the, – the betting side of things is not their priority, but they're still building that. So currently, uh, they have a lot of markets in, like rugby league, everything you can pretty much think of. Uh, they don't have same-game multis at the moment. They know that's a bit of a letdown for them, but they're working on it. So work with work with them, and uh, they're growing. They're growing, and I love what they're doing. They have a studio in Sydney that we're going to record some content in in the future, which Jake Harvin told you about this, but it's very exciting. I'm very excited for this. So, um, yeah, go over to their TikTok and their Instagram, have a look, and they've got really good content, and we're going to be part of it. So I'm stoked for them to jump on board. If you sign up using our code, there's no actual code yet. There's a link in the description. Uh, if you sign up, that really helps out us out, helps the show out. So um, please jump over if you're going to have a punt. Uh, do it responsibly. Gamble responsibly. Over 18. All that sort of business. Let's go into the fullbacks. Matt, who are you starting with a fullback? Uh, so the first one's pretty common. I got Teddy and um, then left field. We're going Lockie Miller. Is my fullback mm. um, on the bench? I like yeah, it. Yeah, trying to get a piece. Yeah, that buy. They got a good, good draw, right? Like, yeah. I like it. So Lockie Miller, he was one in the trials that actually really impressed me. I think his positioning and just just his positioning, it was just really impressive for me. And he was he was there. He was ball playing. He was backing up. Why do you like him? Yeah, he's he's busy, uh, yeah. and I think like there's not going to be. Like he's not smooth as such, but he's just busy. There's going to be tackle bus. There's there's going to be plenty of hit ups. So I think he's he's 28 or 27, trying to to make a name for himself late in the game. So I think I think he's going to get a yeah. If he doesn't get onto that Newcastle draw, I, I don't know who can. So with the draw of the Warriors, Tigers, Dolphins, Raiders, Manly, Warriors again, Jake Lockie Miller. What are your thoughts? I don't mind it, but he's available at centre wing, which is kind of the mm. – I'd rather have a fullback, you know, if, if they're available at centre wing. So I guess why have you decided on playing him at fullback in centre, instead of centre wing? I, I honestly just can't find anyone else that I want round one at fullback. Um, like I want Turbo, but I don't want to miss out on the round two buy. I don't have no one there. Um, I want Trell, but their first five rounds are – are tough, although he was match-up proof last year, but I'm hoping for a little bit of a price decrease there, a slow start for the Bunnies. Um, I don't want drink water. I think he's priced at his absolute max. Um, like They have a great draw, so if, if he's ever going to meet it, it'll be early, but he's priced at his max, I think. Um, who else is there? Anyone got any other names? Well, I actually, currently in my side at the moment, which is similar price, you're actually getting a discount here, but Reese Walsh. Yeah, it, he's definitely going to get more attack, you would think. He, he loses a goal kick. Like, what, what's that? Sort of six to eight yeah. to ten maybe yeah. base stats gone. It could be, but I think, yeah, I, I just with just with Walsh, I just think he's going to be in a better position to score more points. He's not going to kind of be, um, you know, how under 12s where they're getting the ball and they've got to 
make it from themselves. He's already going to be in a position to do something. So uh, um, he, he's injured, but so I'm not sure if he's going to be named the first week. With a draw of Penrith, Cowboys, Dragons, Dolphins, Tigers, Raiders, Titans, Para. I think just the early draw um, I like him for. But, but Lockie Miller, I really like the shout. Um, have you got a gun in your center wing that doesn't allow you to sh- shift? No, no, you just don't like anyone else. I just don't like anyone else at fullback. I've got um, Val and um, big Greg Marju up there in the mm. center wings. But, yeah, I just don't like anyone else. Hey, if I can get a couple of prices. The, the plan is, is to get him to round five and turn him to Trell. Um, but the Reese Walsh shout's not not bad. Once they get through the first two games, it opens up, doesn't it? It really does. And I think, like, they're both at... Actually, no, the first one is a blue bet, but Suncorp is round two. And I just really... Oh, is it, is it even Suncorp? I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I just... The prodigal son. Yeah, I just really like it. Um, but Lockie Miller, I love the shout, um, and I love the plan. Jake, what are your thoughts on it as a shark supporter? Oh, well, I, mean, I wish we had him now. The, the, we don't really have a backup fullback now because Kate Dykes went down. But um, I, I mean, I, I don't mind him. I would prefer to have him at centre wing. I guess it, it frees up. You know, you're getting a fullback in the centre wing, which is kind of, I guess, a, a less exciting position because um, we have so many, I guess, guns at fullback. Again, I'd love to have Luttrell. I think the price is kind of what puts you off. You're paying an extra 300 k for Luttrell where you can go Turbo, Miller, Walsh, um, even uh, Kalen Ponga, who's got a bit of jewel now, um, for far less. But I I guess on that, no no for Ponga, Matt? Nah, no for Ponga. I'm just really scared of a a HIA in the 10th minute and and getting a 10 from him. Um, I, I can't do it. I've heard whispers that even though Hastings kicked in the trials, Ponga is still potentially going to kick come round one. He was good for me last year. He, um, I had him in for sort of a four-five run swing there, and he, he probably averaged mid seventies for those five weeks. So I definitely do have some KP love. Um, it, it sounds weird, but I'm probably starting the year with not the guys that I think are going to be the two best averaging fullbacks. If you ask me who the two best averaging fullbacks are, I probably don't start with either of them, um, which is like guaranteed for trades, but mm. you're just trying to jump on some draws. Well, I think that that just sums it up, what, what you said about Ponga. You had him last year for a four or, ga- four or five game stretch. You won the thing with Ponga and he averaged, what, 30-odd 30, 30 last year or 40-odd. So 50. The, the fact that you had him in that stretch where he did really well means you capitalize on it. So just because it is round one, it doesn't mean that you need the people who are going to average most throughout the season. So someone like Lockie Miller, it's a, it doesn't matter that you're not having another fullback. If he's got the run, he's there. If you have him for the right stretch of the year, he's the perfect person to start with in that position. Jake, who yeah, if he comes out and goes 40-40, he'll be straight out. Well, at least he's kind of the price where that's okay to do. Whereas if he's a bit cheaper, it'd be harder to get rid of him. But at a fullback position, you kind of want someone that price. Tedesco, um, have you ever considered not having him in your side? No, he was the first one in. He yep. was the first one in. Um, watching the Dolphins and, and in the trials, I just... 
it'd be proper FOMO not having Teddy round one against the Dolphins, I think. I'm doing that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why, well, you're doing that? Yeah. Oh, Savs, mate. I can tell you from years ago of experience, it's, it doesn't end well, mate. Teddy has only scored over 100 once in round one in the last, in his whole super coach career. And that was... He's usually playing South, not the Dolphins. No, he, he was playing... <laughs> who was he playing? He was playing Manly that year. So, I think... Um, I don't know. It's obviously a risk, but after the first two games, his draw opens up, uh, like clo- closes up a bit. So I think that's the reason I've kind of antipodded him, just because round one is traditionally low scoring. So if he doesn't have that massive score, then everybody's kind of uh, running. They're, they're running trying to get rid of him. Like people guarantee if he scores 30 or 40, they'll get rid of him just because they wanted him for that Dolphins round. So um, I, I'm just hoping I get through the first two games unscathed and uh, I'll, I'll be cheering. Uh, but at the price, like Tedesco, he's going to be in your side all season. So like like there's no reason why you shouldn't start without him. Uh, Jake, who are you starting with? Uh, the, the, the plain Jane, Vanilla, uh, t- Turbo and... and and Teddy uh, for me I'm not mixing around I, I know the points Turbo won't play around two but not having Turbo for potentially 140 in round one um, at, at four pines on a, on a Sunday afternoon no, Saturday afternoon Saturday, Saturday, three Saturday o'clock afternoon, doesn't matter three o'clock doesn't matter it, it, at Brookie um, I don't want to miss out on those points and look, I won't have him for round two but I think it's more more the points. Um, even, even, I guess, missing out and saying, yeah, I'll get him before his price rise. Again, I prefer the points. Cool. Do you, do you think he's going to score that well in round one? Like, are you that confident? Uh, yeah, I, I saw enough from the Bulldogs to say that, you know... They need time? Um, yeah, I, I don't look that good, the Dogs. And Manly actually surprised me with how, how good they went in the trial. I yeah. thought they were going to be easy beats. They did that without Turbo and without DCE. So add those two in the mix. Hopefully uh, Turbo's come back from his trip to America like Latrell and going to be absolutely on fire. Um, but I think not watching him play that game is, is going to be quite scary, just like not watching Teddy against the Dolphins like you're going to be. So it's a, it'll be a hit and hope, I think. No way. It's chalk and cheese. Tommy Turbo... 140 plus, Teddy, 30, less than 30. Matt, you said you didn't like Scotty Drinkwater. Uh, 746,000. I think every time I go to consider Scotty Drinkwater, I kind of, I really consider it. Then I look at his price, 746,000. He is at at his absolute peak, I think. With his run, yes, very tempting, but is that the only reason? yeah, it's just price. Like, and I think I could quite easily, if I if I valued Drinkwater over over Val, I swing Lockie Miller up to centres and take Val out and bring Drinkwater in. But I just prefer a goal kicker um, mm-hmm. or, or someone as, as scary as Turbo and Teddy. Right? Um, I think I think Drinkwater played unbelievable last year, but I I don't think there's value. I don't think there's value. I think last year, uh, did you have him at any point last year? Yeah, I did. I did back end of the year, probably. Not as early as I wanted him. I wanted him for round 13, and he killed it. Mm. So I was dirty about that. Um, but got him in sort of back end. Um, he's just got a really low floor. Like, he, mm. he, I had him for 100, 
and I actually didn't play him, chose him in a, to sit him for, he had a 90, and then I played him the next week and he scored like 35. Mm. I don't think, as much as you joke before, Teddy going 30, I don't think Teddy's got a 30 yeah, in him. No. Yeah. I, I know um, Drinky does have a 30 in him. Yeah. With um with Drinkwater, though, I, I find that for, for his 100-plus scores, he needs three try assists at least. And I think that's why I don't don't like him as an option, uh, Jake. There there are a few other options here at fullback. AJ Brimson is one I was very keen on, and he's been in and out of my side all preseason. Uh, he's been in and out of my side at fullback and five eight, six hundred seventy three thousand. Um, they've got a friendly draw to start the season, but the Titans traditionally do start slow, and then their big points come towards the end of the season when kind of everything's done and dusted. Uh, do you see the same kind of thing happening for AJ this year, or do you think he's going to start hot? I mean, I, I, he's not... I don't know. It's a difficult one, Sav. So I think he's kind of priced at what you think you're going to get from him. Yeah. And the Titans, you kind of look at the Titans, you think, oh, God, they could be terrible. They could be also pretty good. They look pretty good in the trial. They were against the Dolphins, though. I think you're in foreign... He's going to be good for the, the whole team, which I think could help AJ Brimson. Um, but I think the fact that he's in the Titans, who I don't predict to go too well this season, I'd rather a more proven fullback, I guess, or a fullback that um, I don't want to say that doesn't that does more for their team. But to me, AJ, I guess I don't know. He's well, does you, mate. Why? Why should we go AJ? He's the one that's been in and out, in and out of your side. So, AJ actually plays St. George, who everyone's tipping for the spoon. He plays him twice in the first six weeks. He also plays uh, plays the Cowboys, which I'm not completely convinced they're full defensive unit. I think they can le- leak points here and there. Uh, they play the Storm. We don't know how they're going to go this year, but uh, they also played the Tigers in round one. So it's not the perfect draw. It's a bit of a mixed draw, but the fact that he plays the Dragons twice in the first six weeks, I think. Matt? Yeah, he averaged 105, I think, in the last four or five rounds last year. Um, yeah. And they, they probably played the Dragons twice then as well. So I think it's not not a bad shout. He's obviously a bit of an upgrade in price from from guys like Reese Walsh and and Lockie Miller, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you've got six seventy or whatever it is floating around, I actually tempted with. Um, I didn't know what price he was because I haven't had AJ in at all. And after all this talk of of Burton, I just wanted to see if I could go Burton to Brimston. And yeah, it's, it's not even close. He's, he's an extra eighty k. But if you can find it, there's definitely merit in it. It's because that end of the year he he ended so hot and it was such a hot streak. I don't think. That's what you want to buy him for, and that's what he's priced at, but it's not going to happen at the start of the year, which is it's a bit depressing because we want to find that guy, and we want him to be the guy. He's not going to be the guy. So um, we'll move on, Jake, uh, to what Corey Parker said this guy was a must-have. At 701000 Dylan Edwards. Well, um, in Corey Parker's in Corey Parker's defence, you know they're back-to-back premiers. Gets for a lot of work, but he's not really a, a flashy pick, I guess. He kind of he gets through a lot of the tough stuff rather than you know involving all the flashy tries and try assists. Uh, average seventy last year, which is I can't believe he done that. He did that pretty silently. 
in yeah. my opinion. It's like they have a buy sort of early on. You're kind of going to have to rest him, Cleary, and Taruva. Another couple. Yeah, maybe Toto if you go on Toto. So there's a lot of Panthers you Garner. have to rest in that round. You're going to be really down on numbers. Yeah. Um, and I think he's carrying an injury. So he seems to carry a, an injury every preseason. I don't think he ever plays a preseason, Dylan Edwards, but then he's one of the fittest guys in the team. But I'll leave that one for Corey Parker. <laughs> <laughs> the god of Supercoach. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dylan Edwards, Matt? Did you have him at any point as well? Because he... W- you had everyone, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I burned a lot of trades early in mid-season. I, I bought him before round – was the big buy round 13? Yeah, pretty sure he was one of my trade-ins before the round 13 buy um, with no Cleary. He takes on a bit more responsibility with, with no Cleary. And I, you don't know how he does it, but, yeah, he racked up 100 there. With He's just always there. Um, finds a way to – He's a great support player. He's not the quickest guy on the field. He's not the biggest guy on the field, but he does rack up points. But what do you average, um, Jay? You said 70. Uh, 65. Or 66. He's probably a a 58 to a 78 lock, right? He's never going to score 128. um, But if you needed someone safe, he's not a bad shout. He's probably Corey Parker of the fullback position, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think of, of all the fullbacks, he probably has the lowest, uh, being the highest floor. Uh, he has about 30 runs a game, so you're going to get a, probably at least 50 points from him. But it's just that, that high ceiling you're not getting. Lowest score of 23, highest score of 105. So he, he, oh, he started so hot last year, 77, 23, 74, 78. Do, do we think the Panthers are going to start hot like they did last year? I know the World Club Challenge is... I don't know how much to read into that, but I... Well, he wasn't there for the World Club Challenge. That's so. that's true. He was actually at the venue we were at. I don't know if you saw the video, um, but uh, Timmy went up to him. It was actually me and Timmy went up to him, and he was eating dinner with his family. And I found it You're very. One of those people. I found it very invasive. I was so uncomfortable, so I, I, I said, "I'm sorry, I'm leaving." And then Timmy just went on with it, um, but. Timmy was very uh, grateful to get the video from him. Uh, so uh, cheers to Dylan Edwards for that because yeah, he's a great listener of the show. He listens to the show very often. Um, where were we at? So do, how do we think the Panthers going to start, Matt? What, what's your read on it? Yeah, the, the World Club Challenge wasn't pretty. Um, St. Helens yeah, barely got over the Dragons and then come out like they look like world beaters. But mm. yeah... Who do they go? They got the Bronx first round. I think that's a, a could be um, a bit juicy. A wipe the floor game, or it, or it could go. Set. It could be really tight. Um, who knows what the Broncos are going to dish up, really? Mm. And then the buy in round three makes it hard to own too many Panthers. Like mm. if you think of it as trying to build your round one team with eight and a half million, um, that's that's like trying to build your round three team with with no Cleary and, and no Dylan Edwards. So I think you'd struggle to get 17 good guys on the park in round three. I agree. It's very it's very tough with these buyers, and it's it's a definite different approach of Supercoach this year. Jake, Sonny Luke, and uh, what's 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 a guy's name? Dylan Edwards and Liam Martin are coming back into the Panthers round one. How do you see him? I I think Theory's got him. Um both Clearies actually have got them kind of that they they will be up there at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a bit worried that they may start a bit slow without having Appy there, no kick out. Um, they lose it. I think Appy's going to be a big loss. I think Sonny Luke can potentially fill in a bit in that. He kind of has a very similar game to Appy. So I think maybe towards middle season, that's when we kind of see the best of the Panthers. I think they may start a little slow. Um, after the Broncos, who I think they probably beat, um, they go South by then Para. So they've got two pretty tough games um, either side of that by. So if the Panthers, they could be off to a um, you know a two and two and four start. Two and two. All right, there's there's a couple more that we can talk about, and then we'll wrap it up. There's Kalen Ponga and Will Kennedy. We've already spoken about Kalen Ponga, but Jake, kick it off with Will Kennedy. What do you what do you reckon? Uh, I'm pretty sure you you've started you uh, Matt. You started with Will Kennedy last year. Yeah, add him to the list of guys that I owned <laughs> last year. Um, I did start with Will Kennedy. I, I think I kept him for sort of five-ish rounds. They had a similar draw to probably what Newcastle and the Cowboys are looking at. So I think Will Kennedy sort of same thought process as um, Lockie Miller this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I probably don't watch Will Kennedy as close as you do, Jake, but he was good for me last year. Yeah, no, I think he's very important for our attack. Um, he's kind of the, I guess, the man who will kind of get the assists or the tries that Hines won't get or Moylan won't get because he's kind of plays both sides. He's pretty fit. But another one, I don't know. He he had was it last year that he had the two minus scores in a row? He? Yeah, he did two games back to back. Yeah, I jumped on um, him after that as well. Oh yeah, because he was like three hundred k. Yeah, I, I think at his price, I, I don't think I think you can go for someone who has a, a high, much higher ceiling. In, and Pongo is the same price. Um, so I think although the Sharks kind of have a, a pretty good draw for the entire year, you're not really you kind of want him for like you said. A good period, which which the Knights sort of have now. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there's better options than uh, Willie Kennedy. I think you had him last. Well, you did. You said you had him last year, but would you start with him at all? Saps. Oh, just the memories are so bad with Will Kennedy from last year because I had him. I got him in at a good time, like after them two minor scores, Matt, and he he did really well for me. I think he scored like. He was scoring a couple of 60s, and then he went 80, 90, and then, and then randomly, I was so stoked. My side was nice and set. Sharks had a good draw to end the season, and I'm like, okay, this is the guy that is the difference for me. I, I was coming 100th or something, and I was so excited for him. I, I found out there was two guys in the top 100 that had Will Kennedy. I was one of them. And then news come out the next day that he's injured himself. So that was just a massive blow. And that's what the point of the season where I just gave up all hope because, like, I had no pods. Like, there was no way I could differentiate how I was going or at least jump up massively. So um, that, that was a real blow at the end of the season last year. So, yeah, I think I've got to see a bit from him before I would consider him again. But he's, he's that kind of guy. Like, him, Dylan Edwards... Um, just these guys we're talking about, AJ Brimson, they're buy round specialists that you can always target leading into the buy rounds. Throwing Clint Gutherson as well, even though I can't stand the bloke. <laughs> yeah. But Para, Para, they got the dream buy scenarios for the whole season. So, yeah. one. ultimate consistency, I guess, with Edwards, but it's whether you want the king or not. Yeah, but Matt, is he someone you would consider during the buy rounds or is he 
Is he just uh, is he getting on a bit, and his ceiling is kind of a bit his, limited now? His ceiling's not there. Yeah, his ceiling's not there, and I I struggled so much to bring in Trell last year just because I can't stand the guy. And I think Gutho's probably another step above. So unless <laughs> absolutely necessary, there's no way Gutho's coming in. No. You've got to have fun with your team at some point, And yeah. I don't think I could have fun watching Gutho or cheering for Gutho. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it with the fullbacks. Um, th- there are just a couple. I just want to get a yes or no. And uh, Nick Meany, Matt? Uh, yes. Yes. In the centers. Yeah. Centers as well. Centers. Um, centers. Are you guys? Could be co- a keeper. Could be a keeper. You think so? He could be fullback for the whole year. I don't know about Pappenhaus and yeah, he I'm might not-, not be coming back. They might bench him for the whole year and oh, he's still young. Yeah. Um, and bring him back 100% next year. And there's another one here and I've missed him. I, I think we'll just finish it up there because I've lost where I'm at. But that's it. Like, I don't think you want anyone cheaper than Caelan Ponga price at 530. I think that's kind of wasting the fullback position spot because I think to start the year, um, whilst, yeah, you, you want to get the right guys in, I think fullback is too important to, to go cheap on. And uh, it's always been such a high ceiling kind of position. Although I think it's going to be different this year, Matt, can I just get your quick thoughts on this? Um, the, the last few years, we're, we're all kind of thinking this PVL ball is going to kick on. Uh, but the start of the year last year, we kind of slowed into the season for the points. Uh, I think it might be quite similar this year. And I think with the competition being so even now with all these good signings at the lower clubs, I think we could have the potential lowest Supercoach scoring year in a long time. Even though, like, it might not be that far off, but I think it could be just a tad below. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that, actually, because Timmy and I were talking on the weekend, and I think last year I scored 30,000-ish, and I think the year Tim won, he scored, like, 34,000 in in 2021. Like, he beat me by, like, three rounds. Um, And I think it was actually one less round in 2021 as well. It was 25 versus the 26 last year. So there is definitely a big regression 2021 to 22. I don't think the jump will be as severe, but Savs, I think you might be onto something there. It's not going to be as crazy high upside as it, as it has been. I think so too, Jake. Uh, I think a lot of us are kind of stacking the spine positions and everyone's been like, stack the spine because that's what, we, what went well last year. But if we do come back to reality and it turns into a more defensive outlook, maybe... Maybe stacking the the second row or the front row with um with guns is going to be the way to go to get points early. Well, I think you can't go wrong with I guess stacking your team with second rowers and and forwards because you know you're going to get a you know a high base, but you're also potentially missing on the on the high scoring players. But again, if if we're expecting a lower scoring year, then those High scoring, you know, centre wings, fullbacks, halves aren't going to be a- as high. But I think you got to. Everyone's really going to target, I guess, those guys that have the ceilings. If then everyone kind of moves away from that to your, your more consistent scorers, then then that's how it's going to be. I think. I think the one thing, the one big change is they're kind of going to take away the uh, the six again is going to be turned into more penalties, which I think mm. will slow the game slow down, the game and be down more as of well. a defensive game. 
Um, we saw in, was it 2021, I think, that it just blew out of water. Teams were getting absolutely, you know, smashed because they, there was no momentum switch because it was just mm. six again, six again, six again. So I think, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think that uh, in terms of all the games, the closest of the competition, we might be in for a, a lower scoring super coach season and, and uh, closer games in general. So bottom You're line. The edge back rower. A year of the edge back row, maybe stacking the spine is not the way to go. Get them cheapies in. Don't pass on the the Isaiah Catoles of the world and the Tanner Boyds of the world. Let's stack the second row. Matt, it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, it was... uh I was a bit unreliable there for a bit, but uh, yeah, finally joined and I'll be be back if you need me, mate. <laughs> no worries. Thank you so much for coming on. And on Tuesday, Jake, we're going to be live in studio at the 27 Project Studio in Penrith, which oh, it's just open. It looks smick. We're going to be live at 4.15. So we're going to be live 15 minutes after TLT. Yes, we're keen, Matt. We're keen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be all over the place, the show. It's going to be wild. We're going to take... 15. Yeah, Sam's going to be salivating for like the first <laughs> so, 30 minutes. So we're back to our regular time slot of 4.15 for the TLT show. So make sure to tune in there. I'll make sure to have it nice and updated so we're going to be in studio make sure to be ready for that uh can't wait for tlt lads let's get let's get it uh make sure to head over to that pickle bet link and sign up if you haven't yet and we'll release our uh exclusive same game multi on tuesday there you go cheers lads